Most people either believe in Jesus as a good man or a healer or a teacher or a prophet or a scientist or as a generic son of God or as someone lesser than God. But that is not what the Bible teaches. From Genesis to Revelation, we see that this Jesus Christ is more than what most people think. The tragedy in the matter is that he is penalized for taking on our form so that he could become the perfect sacrifice so that we could be saved. Hello and welcome to another message from the Latter Rain Ministries, where we're dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and his truth with the world. Today we'll be talking about Jesus and that he was and is God. No matter what opinion you may have of Jesus Christ, the only faith that will lead you to attaining eternal life is acknowledging the Lord Jesus Christ as who he really is, as God and Lord and following him as such. Believing in a generic God is not enough. Believing in Jesus as anything else other than Lord and God will not allow you to enter his kingdom. And so it is critical that you find a true and genuine faith based on who he really is without any doubt. Today's message is inspired on Luke chapter 5, verses 17 to 26. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Holy Lord, blessing and honor and glory be to you. Your kingdom come, Lord God, and your will be done on earth as it is done in heaven, Lord God. To you be all the glory forever and ever. Thank you for your goodness and your mercy and for your grace, O Lord God. Thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, O Lord, for what you have done through him. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks that you have loved us to the point of sacrificing your only Son so that we could be saved, so that we could have eternal life. Heavenly Father, please forgive my sins and my wrongs. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for the ministering of your Holy Spirit. I pray, O Lord, Heavenly Father, that you may be able to speak to our hearts and minds. Help us, O Lord, to be ready to and willing to understand and to listen, Lord God. Help us to understand what we need to understand, that Jesus is God, that he is Lord, that we need to acknowledge him and follow him as such so that we can find the eternal life that you have for us. Blessed are you, O Lord God, forever and ever. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Today's key passage can be found in Luke chapter 5, verses 17 to 26. This is the word of the Lord. Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in, because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. When he saw their faith, he said to him, Man, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, Why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Rise up and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins, he said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, Arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Immediately he rose up before them, took up what he had been lying on, and departed to his own house, glorifying God. And they were all amazed, 
And they glorified God and were filled with fear, saying, We have seen strange things today. Most people find it easy to believe in a generic God. Even the agnostics believe that there is something or someone out there. As a matter of fact, a lot of people believe that all religions point to the same God, which is not true, by the way, because it is impossible that a perfect God will tell different people different ways to get to him. But when it comes to Jesus Christ and who he really is, that's where most people start to have problems. For instance, that's where the folks that believe that it's all the same God have a problem. And the individuals with the different religions that believe monotheistically or in one God also run into problems. For instance, the Muslims believe that Jesus is a prophet and as a lesser prophet than Muhammad. And the Jehovah's Witness believe that Jesus is a son of God rather than the only begotten son of God. And even so-called believers in Christ believe in Christ, but as someone that is not like God, as someone lesser. As a matter of fact, there are those that hold the Virgin Mary in higher standing than Jesus Christ because she was his earthly mother. However, not everyone in the Catholic faith believes this way, just in case. So we need to be careful with generalizations. And so when Jesus comes into the conversation, that's when many problems start to surge with people. And it's because many have problems with either understanding and or accepting who he really is. Most people either believe in Jesus as a good man or a healer or a teacher or a prophet or a scientist or as a generic son of God or as someone lesser than God. But that is not what the Bible teaches. From Genesis to Revelation, we see that this Jesus Christ is more than what most people think. The tragedy in the matter is that he is penalized for taking on our form so that he could become the perfect sacrifice so that we could be saved. The first thing that we can see through the scriptures is that he has always been. The beginning of his existence was not when he started his carnal life here on earth over 2,000 years ago. John chapter 1 tells us this. In the beginning was the Word, speaking of Jesus. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In John chapter 1, verse 14, also it says that this same word, or Jesus, became flesh, where it says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And in Colossians chapter 1, we read that he is the eternal being through which all things, without exception, were made, and that everything continues to exist through his very presence, where it says, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by Him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through Him and for Him. And He is before all things, and in Him all things consist. So you see, this Jesus Christ is much more than a man or a prophet or anything else most people think of Him. He is God. Another thing we can see where not only we see him as God, but also as the God of the Old Testament, the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, is when they come to arrest him. In John chapter 18, it says, Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that would come upon him, went forward and said to them, Whom are you seeking? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said to them, I am he. And Judas, who betrayed him, also stood with him. Now, when he had said to them, I am he, 
they drew back and fell to the ground. In the original text, it says that he said, I am. When he uttered the words, I am, as the person he is, those that were going to arrest him could not withstand just the utterance of his name. And that's why they drew back and fell to the ground. In Exodus chapter three, we see where this God, this Jesus Christ tells Moses that he is the I am, where it says, then Moses said to God, indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. So you see, Jesus has always been, and he is the I am. The same God that was the God of Israel is the same person in Jesus Christ. It is quite difficult to imagine that such a great being would take on our form, but that's why we can only denote this as a miracle. God took our form. One of the three of the Holy Trinity took upon himself our flesh so that God can become the holy and perfect sacrifice for our sins. So through this, we see his greatness in all its wondrous aspects, especially in his love. And how else can we see that Jesus Christ is God? And we have to say in his unprecedented works, no one before, and no one after did all of the things that Jesus Christ did. His power was unlimited. In Matthew chapter 11, verse one to six, we read that he tells John the Baptist's disciples who he is by the works he has done. This is what it says. Now it came to pass when Jesus finished commanding his 12 disciples that he departed from there to teach and to preach in their cities. And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, are you the coming one, speaking of the Messiah, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said to them, Go and tell John the things which you hear and see. The blind see and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. And so all of the irrefutable miracles that Jesus did were telling of who he was and is. Although there were prophets that raised the dead before he came to this earth, it was very limited what they did, but the Lord raised people from the dead many times. And even after long periods of time, like he did with Lazarus, that he raised him after being dead for four days. Lazarus's body was certainly undergoing decay when Christ resurrected him. The Lord Jesus Christ did many other miracles while here on earth. The Apostle John tells us this regarding everything that Jesus did during his time with him, where it says, this is the disciple who testifies of these things and wrote these things. And we know that his testimony is true. And there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that were be written. Amen. And of course, the main thing that we know that makes Jesus God is his resurrection and his ascension into heaven. This is what separates him from anyone else where his deity is clear to see. His tomb was left empty at the third day of his crucifixion. God the Father raised him from the dead, God the Son, and the evidence of that was experienced by many people. Many people saw the Lord raised from the dead, not just the apostles. 
We see an account of his appearances after his resurrection in Mark chapter 16, where it says, Now when he rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him, and they mourned and wept. And when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they did not believe. And after that, he appeared in another form to two of them as they walked and went into the country. And they went and told it to the rest, but they did not believe them either. Later he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table, and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. The Apostle Paul gives us an account of Jesus being alive and regarding the different people that saw him. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, it says, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received and in which you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, and that he was seen by Cephas, then by the twelve. After that he was seen by over five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain to the present, but some have fallen asleep. And after that he was seen by James, then by all the apostles, then last of all, he was seen by me also. And so there were many people that saw Jesus alive after the resurrection, and many of these people saw him ascend to heaven. The writer of the book of Acts, Luke, wrote the following, The former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up after he through the Holy Spirit had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received them out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. And so throughout Scripture, we see the evidence that Jesus was and is in fact God. And if he is acknowledged as anything lesser, then it is a complete misrepresentation of his person. There is just too much of a difference between acknowledging him as a prophet or a savior or a wise person or an incredible scientist and of course as just a good man that did good things. In short, there's just too much of a difference to see him as anything else. Yes, he made himself 100% man. 
He took upon himself our flesh so that he could become the perfect sacrifice. But that does not negate the fact that he has always been, is, and will be God. And also, when he was resurrected, he took on a new glorified form, an immortal body that can as is in heaven at the right hand of God the Father. Now someone might ask, why is it important for us to acknowledge him as God? Why can we just not believe in him as other things? And the answer is simple, yet something obviously very challenging for most. We must put our complete faith on him and on who he is so that we can reap the benefits that come along with that faith. And of course, that involves eternal life, immortality, and eternal reward. God the Father has given the Lord Jesus Christ all dominion over all things, especially over life and death. Most people thought that it was too much of a stretch for Jesus to say that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one can come to the Father except through him. But acknowledging and adopting that faith is exactly what is necessary to attain eternal life and to find justification before God the Father. The book of Acts tells us this, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders of Israel, If we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man by what means he has been made well, let it be known to you all, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. So this Jesus Christ of Nazareth, is our only way to salvation. There is no salvation in any other person or thing. A person might say, I have faith in God. And based on the Holy Scriptures, I would have to say that faith in God does not save you or really do anything for you. Faith in Christ is what saves you. The Lord Jesus Christ also said this, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. So salvation is in Christ. Life after death is only possible through Jesus Christ. Immortality or eternal life is only attainable through Jesus Christ. And finally, the only way we will see the Father and the Father's glory is when we believe and of course with all of our hearts with everything we are. We read this regarding the conversation Jesus had with Martha, Lazarus' sister, just moments before resurrecting her dead brother. In John chapter 11, it says, Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? So it is conclusive. A person must believe in Jesus Christ and in exactly who he is as the eternal God. And failure to do so will only make a person fall short of receiving what they could have from God through the person of Jesus Christ. We always need to remember that although God is three distinct persons, God the Father, the Word, or God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, they are also one. For it is written, for there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the
the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. And it is also written, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. So for your own sake, for your own salvation, so you can attain the infinite things that can only be attained from God, accept with unwavering faith Jesus as the God he is and surrender to him as the Lord he needs to be in your life. I urge you to do that today so that you can start to experience the glory of God in your life now and for all eternity. The person of Jesus is controversial for most people. But despite that, every person must come to grips with who he is. It is an unavoidable decision. And sooner or later, every person will have to confess him as who he really is, as the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And depending on the timing, it can either be for salvation and eternal life, or right before being condemned to eternal damnation and separation from God. Every single being in the universe, including Satan himself, will bow to the reality of Jesus Christ. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So I would urge you, if you have not done so yet, acknowledge and accept Jesus Christ as the God and Lord he is now so that you can find salvation, eternal life, and eternal reward. Now is the acceptable time, says the Lord. Now is the time of salvation. His grace and mercy are being dispensed now. The word of God says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. It is a decision that needs to be made now while you are still living in this body. Because after this life is done away with, and that will happen to everybody, sooner or later, without exception, then comes the judgment. For it is also written, and as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. Look for Jesus Christ now while there's still time. He is your only salvation. Seeking after Jesus Christ and having him be the Lord of your life is the only way you can do the Father's will, which is the only way we are allowed to come into his kingdom. For it says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. So for your own sake, do the will of the Father, which starts with repenting and converting from all sins and accepting Jesus Christ as the effective and literal Lord of your life and do as he tells you to do through his Holy Spirit, through the word of God, so you can fulfill the greatest commandment, which is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. So learn to love God, the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the right thing to do, the fair thing to do, and quite frankly, the only thing you can do to find salvation. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Holy God, hallowed and glorified be your name. To you be all the honor and the glory and the praise, O Lord. Thank you, O God, for the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for everything you have done through him for us. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that we can, we have a way to be saved. 
you give us the opportunity to find eternal life. Thank you, O Lord, because you do not pay us according to our sins, but you shed and extend your grace and mercy on us. Heavenly Father, help us to truly come to that faith that is necessary to believe in Jesus as God, as Lord, and take him as our master, to serve him as who he is, to honor him as who he is, to respect him. Heavenly Father, above all things, help us, O Lord, to love him with everything that we are. Help us, O Lord God. I give you thanks and I praise you, O Lord. I pray for everybody that is listening to this message at this very moment. If there is someone out there, Lord God, that is yet to make that decision, I pray that you may help them, Lord God. I pray in the name of Jesus, O Lord, that you may shake their hearts and open their mind, that they must understand that they need to repent and convert from all sins and that they need to acknowledge the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord of their lives. Heavenly Father, once again, I give you thanks for your mercy and your grace. Blessed are you, O Lord God, forever and ever. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Please join us again next time as we look into God's Word together. And if you have any questions or just need some prayer, please email us through our website. If you want to listen to other messages, you can go to our website or look for our podcast in the Apple iTunes store under The Latter Rain Ministries to subscribe. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. The Lord is near. May God bless you.